Hi, everyone. My name is Josh Mason, and welcome to episode 98. That's right, 98 of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time. That being Limitless Wrestling, of course, on this week's show, we're going to preview the price you pay coming up this Friday night, not Saturday, this Friday, December 10th, from the Anvets Hall in beautiful Yarmouth, Maine. We'll talk a little bit more about Restival as well on uh, January 1st. All kinds of stuff happening. Joining me as always is the owner and the leader of Limitless Wrestling, Mr. Randy Carver, and also returning guest, the man that never leaves the bar tab open, color commentator, top shelf, Troy Nelson. Randy, how are you? I'm doing good, Josh. How are you today? I'm doing good. You must be excited. We get uh, a few days away from what I think, and we're going to talk about This is one of the best shows of the year, the, the last show of the calendar year. Been a hell of a 2021, and yeah, must be must be excited to get it going. It definitely is. It's been a crazy year, and I'm, I'm glad you reiterated Friday because I've had to keep reminding myself this week that Yarmouth is on a Friday and not a Saturday. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited about this one. I think it's a really fun card to close out the year. It's a lot of the heavy hitters throughout the year of 2021 in Limitless Wrestling are appearing on this show. So it uh, just feels like an awesome way to close the year. And speaking of heavy hitters, Troy Nelson is back. And Troy, uh, you... I was just listening to your beautiful voice called the uh, the last show uh, with uh, then we had Alec Price uh, win the Limitless Wrestling title from Anthony Green and should be another fun one on uh, Friday. Absolutely, a lot of guys coming up this Friday with their work cut out for them to end the year. What a year it was! I'm looking forward to the year in review edition of this podcast and just Limitless as a whole. But year's not over. Year's not over. There's still a lot to be done come this Friday night. Yep, you got that right. Got that right. And I was just uh, starting to do a rewatch of some uh, 2021 shows. I actually watched a couple episodes of The Road today, Randy, from uh, the ones that kicked off the 2021 calendar year, if you can believe that. What do we have on there? What'd you see? Let's see. It was 12 and 13 uh, that I watched today. And I actually took a couple notes uh, just in case I want to remember for a future podcast. And of course, I didn't find them. Can't find them right now. But what did I... uh, what stuck out today? Oh, you know what I thought was a really fun was uh, Rip Bison and uh, Rob. Oh, I'm not a Rob Van Winkle. Oh my God, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, the, the tall guy with uh, that's Rip's uh, tag team partner. Oh, Perry Von Vicious. Perry Von Vicious. Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> Rob Van Winkle. I have no idea. That, yeah, that should be his name. Yeah, I've been yeah. pitching to Perry for a long time. He should just be Perry Vaughn Farmer. Harry Vaughn. He does, in fact, have chickens at his house. Oh, no he kidding. Chicken the photos. He should be a chicken farmer. The farmer, Perry Vaughn. It's got a ring to it, I think. Those guys had a great brawl. Yes, they did. Yes, they yeah. And then I think, so you're coming up on, uh, I think the next episode you'll watch will be the two of them against Logan Black and Chris Benet. Yeah, because they came in and ran. Yeah, they ran in at the end. Yeah, I saw some, uh, some Mac Daniels workout footage. Oh, uh, as he's <laughs> always trying to block to do that it. out of my mind. Yeah, and Dave, you know, I, I'll and I was going to mention actually a little bit later, but I might as well just mention it now. So, you know, I always talk so much about Becca's improved and had had such a a big turnout. Davy Ann, and and we'll talk about her match with Becca, like I said. But to see where she was, I mean, she uh, talent then too, but she's made some steps too, kind of a updated her look a little bit as well with some new gear and everything. And it, it's it's cool kind of seeing like. You know, more well, almost a year ago. Um, yeah, about a year ago, and and see kind of when it was taped, and then you know where they've come now. It's 
kind of a fun walk down memory lane and and obviously we love having fans back in the stands and things like that but it's uh yeah it's it's a fun fun watch back and it's a quick watch back too absolutely and uh it's it's crazy a lot of the people who you did see on the road kind of progress and uh just grow in their careers where they're at now in limitless wrestling and a lot of them are still you know on these live limitless events who started with us maybe at the, on the closed taping events or even a little bit before that maybe with let's wrestle so uh, there's been a lot of growth within the Limitless Wrestling roster over the past year, Davian included. Yeah, and you know, uh, actually, I'm, I'm, I, as a, you're saying that, I just remembered actually what my favorite part of those two episodes I watched was, was the return of Adam Booker. Yes. That was Long an awesome, and the interview that he did uh, beforehand, the I, I called it interview a promo, kind of talking about his, where he's been, and his brother passing away, and yeah, I just, I remember Adam Booker for for those that have listened before. I I used to work, quote unquote, work. I was ring announcer for the EWA back in uh, 2000, 2001, give or take. And Adam was a big part of that. You know, he was I, he's uh, I'm a few years older than he is, but back then he had you know the long blonde hair. He had a valet with him that might have been his girlfriend at the time, and he was hot shit, man. He was like kind of like one of the guys that are trying to build around and kind of the next next up and. Uh, obviously, you know, his career has kind of taken some some ups and downs. So to he, see him, you know, get his shot back and limitless and tell that story, I thought was I thought was really good, uh, really good. For sure. I think that was really cool. And it was it was awesome to work with Booker there. And he's also done uh, some of our student shows that we were doing uh, in the middle of the year as well. So uh, awesome dude to have in the locker room. He's someone who I definitely want to get uh, maybe some matches with coming up and let's wrestle with some of our students because. I think there's a lot that people can learn from Adam Booker, seeing him in the ring and what he can do. So with that being said, let's move on to the show again. This Friday night, F-R-I-D-A-Y. I almost spelled Friday wrong. This professional podcaster here, right? Um, coming up again, Friday night, uh, the Armith Amvets Hall. And you know the venue. This is the final event of the calendar year. Well, it's been an uh, eventful year for Limitless, as they always are. Under 50 tickets remain at this time recording. Tickets can still be purchased online until Friday morning. Otherwise, you're going to have to take your chances at the door, as we've talked about and as I've experienced. Don't do that. Get your tickets ahead of time. Randy, can you say anything more about tickets? Anything people should know? Yeah, uh, under 50 remain. Uh, at the time that you're listening to this, if you still want to order online, I think we're going to keep them up until either late Thursday night or early Friday morning. But uh, anything that was ordered after Tuesday, early afternoon is going to be held at the door. So. Um, if you've ordered Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're going to be held at the door under the purchaser's name. Um, you'll just have to show a digital receipt at the door. Super easy. Grab them online while you can. Limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets. And you can pick them up right at the door. And this card, Troy, we're going to talk about, man, this is a, a, a banger of a card. And this a doozy, has... doozy, if you will. Yeah, yeah doozy. A, a goozle. A goozle, as uh, Randy oh, likes what? to say in commentary. <laughs> I love to use goozle. I break that out quite a bit. You do, you do, yeah. Uh, so th- this this shows it features a lot of the limitless, limitless faithful. It features a lot of uh, new names into the mix here, and I mean, you got. I guess we'll go. I mean, there's so many different things that could be the main event on here. We'll just go to one of the one of the matches I think everyone's looking forward to the most. Two out of three falls. The Workhorsemen versus MSP. This is a few that is dated back years. They saw everyone saw their first match at the Portland Club. We'll never forget it. I will never forget. It. I was there live. Pat venue and it was as they always are and this was a uh, th- that was an awesome match and again people that were there will never forget this they had the rematch just several months ago uh, you can watch that on IWTV as well MSP winning the first one Workhorseman winning the second one and then as we saw 
you know, at the at the end of the show, um, uh, and I'm are you blanking on the show's name, of course, because I'm getting old. Uh, MSP if offering the challenge, uh, Anthony Henry, who happened to be in the venue wrestling on the show against JT Dunn. He called JD Drake. They accepted it, and it is on the best out of three, two out of three falls. Troy, this is going to be. There's no way this can be a bad match. I don't want to jinx it, but there's no way. Absolutely not. The first two, if those are any, you know, if they're any signal of what's going to be, uh, who wants it more? We're split. We're even. Uh, and the question is, how even is it going to be? Imagine dropping two straight falls. If they split again, in theory, that would make the series two apiece. Now we're on best, you know, we're truly best of five in that case. Um, we've talked about it in the past, how Limitless Wrestling has kind of missed out on tag team championships, not for a lack on behalf of those at Limitless, but there was kind of a stipulation thrown in there because of Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood, that if they defeated MSP, there would be no tag team championships. There would be no spotlight taken off the Limitless Wrestling Championship. I've got to believe that with Daniel Garcia in the back burner now, with Kevin Blackwood raking up loss after loss, I'm left to believe that there's got to be a chance that Limitless Wrestling puts together some tag team titles. And I have a feeling that the workhorsemen and MSP are going to remind everybody why that should be a thing this week. Absolutely. And the show, of course, I was thinking it was prize possession. Everyone, prize possession as you yell at me <laughs> driving around in your cars now. Don't get old, people. Don't get old. <laughs> Randy, uh, this uh, when did this uh, this con? I don't say this concept, but when did kind of this come about that this was going to be a, a thing that uh, two out essentially a two out of three series? Well, uh, I, I think that. Both the MSP and the workhorsemen felt that if this was going to happen a third time and if we were going to uh, figure out a winner in this series, that it had to be something major. It had to be something definitive. And like like Troy was saying, if someone, if MSP or the workhorsemen can knock this out in two straight falls, you have a definitive winner. But we could split this and it could be a best of five if it goes to the third fall. But In theory, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, it's the tale of two different matches before this. But if we split here, this that will be the fifth fall between these two teams. Is this some Scott Steiner math? I'm getting confused here, guys. If you're getting confused with these five numbers, Josh, come on. <laughs> am, I t- am I talking to Alba right now? Am I talking to Alba? Talking oh, my to oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have your home address. From a, from, a, uh, from a real perspective, I'm interested in how this match is going to be for Aiden Agra specifically, because for those who pay attention on social media, uh, last week, Aiden Agra had to pull off uh, a couple bookings during the weekend because he was, you know, injured. He, he had a rib issue from, I think, a show uh, a few weeks previous and just was not feeling right. And I actually saw him tonight. This is the first time he's been back in a ring in about a week and a half. And, he was doing a lot of work. He was doing a lot of work like he always does, and uh, he was feeling it. But I, I'm very interested. Is he going to go into this matchup 100%? Because I think against the workhorsemen, you have to be 100%. You have to be 110% to get one by them. And MSP could not do it in September when they were both coming in at 100%. So uh, it, it could be an interesting night for MSP ahead. could be an interesting night for Danger Kid ahead. Maybe he has to pull more of the load here uh, with Aiden Agro potentially – uh, not feeling 100% going into this. 
Yeah. And, and to your point, a you can go ahead 110% against JD Drake and Anthony Henry, and you're still going to get messed up. Those guys hit hard. Yeah, this is uh this is gonna be awesome. I can't wait for this. Yeah, two out of three falls coming up between the workhorseman and MSP. Can I I don't want to yeah. jump the gun? I know we have a lot to talk about, but just a couple of different things that I think are interesting. Anthony Henry had his first singles contest against JT Dunn at our last show, his first in a long time in a limitless ring. Um we thought that you know him being away from tag team action with JD Drake would hinder him. He never looked better, I think, in the last contest against MSP. But you want to talk about singles competition. J.D. Drake strived during the pandemic while Anthony Henry was in the WWE. Uh, J.D. Drake has punched his ticket. I think we we already announced it uh, as of today, as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, J.D. Drake is getting the shot on the first of the year in Worcester, Mass., when Limitless debuts in Worcester. I don't know if we want to just, I don't want to talk about it too much, but you got to wonder, is J.D. Drake looking ahead to three weeks from that Friday, like towards his Limitless Wrestling Championship bout? I wonder. I mean, if I hope for their sake that he doesn't. Absolutely. I hope for their sake he doesn't. Because but I, how can I you not like... think about having that shot again? And you got to believe it's not like the two times he took it to Daniel Garcia. It's going to be him and Price. There's nobody else involved. It's, this might be J.D. Drake's opportunity. And granted, we're not talking about that show. But how can we, how can J.D. Drake not be thinking about that going into this tag match? He cannot think about that. But that's a pretty big thing to know that you ha- you are next in line. You are next in line for that title no matter what happens in this tag match. I think that was the problem for them the first time. We look back to Vacation Land Cup 2019 I feel like they took MSP a little too lightly. And I I think that's how MSP was able to walk out there with what at the time, Troy, and I think you can attest to this, it felt like an upset victory for MSP regardless of, uh, you know, their successes in Limitless Wrestling. This was a huge step up in competition. 100%. Absolutely agree. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, just like you were talking about Aiden Agro, he's a gamer. J.D. Drake is as well. And I'm going to tell you that from the outside, Randy, you know us better than anyone. In terms of the, the outside talent, so to speak, that's coming to Limitless, we say J.D. JD Drake is right up there with the guys that have really taken this promotion to heart. He knows what it's like. He, he, he's, he knows what this opportunity is all about. MSP, who is you know synonymous with Limitless Wrestling as anybody, he's not going to take this lightly. He's going to know, like, look, this is a chance to put our stamp of approval as the premier team in Limitless Wrestling. And to be able to beat MSP, that the preeminent team, I, I, I mean, I understand about looking ahead at the title. I think this guy's going to be all business come Friday night. I have no doubt about it. So speaking of champions and speaking of Alex Price, we we're just talking about that. Even though, guys, he is not defending the Limitless Wrestling World title on Friday night, he certainly has a championship-level contender coming in again in Chris Bay. And Chris Bay, for anyone that's seen him, Remembers him, knows him for sure. He's uh, been a force in Impact Wrestling. He hope he gets a little bit more of an opportunity there. He's really come to Providence, I'd say, you know, over the last, what, two years or so, give or take, on the indies. Really kind of burst on the scene. And, you know, Al Price, even though, again, this is not for the title, this is one that he's not going to want to look bad. I mean, you can imagine that his first match after winning the title, his first, uh, you know, is a, I want to say it's coronation, but kind of a coronation in front of the Yarmouth Faithful again. Is he, does he want to take a loss? No, I don't think so. But, Chris Bay is a guy that can come in here, potentially give him a loss, and then could be like, look, Randy, 
I want to come back and I want a title shot down the road. So a lot at stake here, even though this is a non-title affair. For sure. And I think uh, it's going to be very interesting for Alec Price to see how he handles the weight of being the champion, so to speak, because Alec has, I, I don't think until he got that championship win, because I think a lot of people still believe that that was an upset. We talked about upsets with MSP and the workhorseman a few years ago. I think a lot of people were shocked to see that Alec Price is at the top of the mountain in Limitless Wrestling now, and he is the champion. Someone who a lot of our faithful have watched come through Let's Wrestle throughout the years. The early uh, dojo tapings at the Limitless Dojo, if they watched online, they've seen the metamorphosis of Alec Price, and now he's the guy. He's the champion, and you've got to prove it. Show in and show out. Uh, We talked about off-air. He defended the championship this past weekend in Houston, Texas. He's taking it wherever he goes and success is following him right now. But you get a step up in competition. Chris Bay, an incredible athlete. This is a matchup we've been trying to set up for a number of months now. And now's the time that it's happening. The first show after Alec Price winning the championship, you got to prove that you can hang with top stars like Chris Bay. And it starts this Friday. So Troy, Alec Price, obviously we, you know, we've seen champions and other organizations that have had non-title affairs that have uh, lost opening up the door for someone else to the challenge later on, we've seen them trip up a little bit. It's a bit, as Randy's mentioned, it's a big night for Alec Price. And oh, what, are you, what are you seeing out of this? What's he going to have to do to get a win over Chris Bay? Uh, this isn't just Impact's Chris Bay. This is not New Japan Wrestling's Chris Bay. Uh, this, is, this is, in fact, the Bullet Club's Chris Bay. They don't just hand out those T-shirts, guys. Granted, they do sell very well. You can buy them. But... Uh, the Bullet Club themselves don't just hand them out. Uh, it's Bullet Club versus Alec Price this Friday night in Yarmouth. And I think that's a huge deal. Uh, wherever a member of the Bullet Club goes, there comes a certain fandom that it doesn't matter if you're in Japan or if you're here in the Northeast or if you're out in California where the New Japan Dojo is, things like that. There are fans everywhere the Bullet Club. Alec Price... I have never seen in Limitless's six years somebody, every the fans have just had such a change of heart that's helped drive him to that Limitless Wrestling Championship in storybook fashion. I, it's it's it was unheard of and it was something incredible to watch, and you know Alec Price has the weight of the world on his shoulders now, you know one chip was lifted being able to win that grand prize, so to speak, here in Limitless Wrestling. But now here's the hard part. Granted, this is a non-title match, but it's keeping that champion's schedule. Alec Price is starting to look just as busy as Daniel Garcia was just a couple of months ago. And to have an opponent like Chris Bay, you know, that could be a momentum killer, especially ahead of that match with J.D. Drake that I was talking about. Uh, this is Matt, This is Alec Price's match to lose if he isn't careful. However, he has proven us wrong time and time again with his last couple of victories being against the likes of J.T. Dunn and Eddie Edwards and Anthony Green. Um, but Chris Bay, like I said, he brings something different to the table. Um, Chris Bay is at the very, very top of his game. And I think he's going to put that on display this Friday. Alec Price has his work cut out for him. Great point about the Bullet Club. I completely left that out. Yeah, but he's had a uh, yeah high profile and is looking to come in here and pull an upset 
on Alec Price and uh, make the fans remember his name and maybe get a future title shot down the road. Hard-hitting match we'll come to next. Ace Romero and JT Dunn against Iron Beast, a tag team of KTB and Shane Mercer. And, and, and Randy, you talked about the Iron Beast last week and Shane Mercer's power, and obviously he's going to need that against the massive Ace Romero and obviously the very hard-hitting JT Dunn. We're just talking about him with his win over Anthony Henry at prize possession. And this is, you know, this is the first time since the 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 turn heard round the world, so to speak, last time when he, you know, came out after the match and uh, and and laid out Alec Price and united with JT Dunn. And this is his, uh, yeah. He, I mean, you reap what you sow, right? And he's going to hear it from the fans. I have a feeling on uh, Friday night. Yeah, I think so. And uh, now this is the real test to see if Ace Romero and JT Dunn can really make this work. Um, it, I mean, it seems like their target is clear with Alec Price, but if they want to, you know, form a unit here in Limitless Wrestling, they're going to be thrown into the tag team realm. And KTB and Shane Mercer, like we were talking about with Chris Bay and the Alec Price match, KTB and Mercer want to punch their tickets back to Limitless Wrestling just as bad as other people on this show. And they could do just that by defeating Dunn and Romero and making a statement in their debut as a tag team in Limitless. We haven't seen KTB, I think, since the end of 2018. Mercer making his Limitless debut, and they're hella impressive as a tag team. So strong, and I think it's going to be a change in pace for Romero and Dunn. JT coming off the match with Anthony Henry. Ace Romero, the last time we saw him in action, it was against Art's Ricky Smokes. So this is a change in pace for both men, and I hope they're ready for it. Troy, you were there on uh, at Prize Possession when you saw the turn go down and you saw the fans reacted. What were you thinking watching that whole thing play out? Uh, you know, it, it's an interesting sort of situation. Um, Ace Romero had a mixed bag this summer, I would say, to say the least. Um, nothing to be ashamed of. He, he put in an honest effort, had some hard-hitting contests, and just he couldn't get the best of his best opportunities. I am very surprised that he's gone this route. Um, especially as somebody that like Ace Romero, who I've got to believe is interested in claiming and laying claim to that limitless wrestling championship. When you have someone as egotistical as JT done by your side, I, I don't see how that ends. Well, I don't see how it ends well for Ace Romero. I don't know what stake he has in this. I don't know how deep JT Dunn's pockets are these days. That's neither here nor there. That's none of my business, but I don't understand it. I don't think it's for me to understand, though, if that makes any sense. What I do understand is that when they team up to take on Iron Beast, they already are going to be in a lot of trouble. And I'm going to tell you this. Ace Romero and JT Dunn as a team, something that hasn't happened as often. You know, it's something that has not really, it has been done in the past elsewhere, here and there. I'm curious to see how they can react to a team like Iron Beast. I don't think that there is anybody stronger in independent wrestling than Shane Mercer. I genuinely don't believe that there is. I have been in the ring with Kyle DeVeese. The last time KTB was in the ring was, in fact, November 30th of 2018 in a six-way um, a six-way uh, fray, scramble. as it were, a scramble match. Um, I was in there with him. He hits extraordinarily hard. He is unusually agile for a man of his size. And when you pair him with Shane Mercer, you have a very dangerous team. You don't just have a destructive team. You have a dangerous team in there. Uh, Ace Romero and JT Dunn can definitely both hold their own. Um, I think that Ace Romero can be just as dangerous as those guys. I'm curious to see how JT Dunn is going to measure up against those two. 
Um, JT Dunn, we talk about mixed bag. Losses to Alec Price. Uh, finally getting a win there against Anthony Henry. Uh, losing at the Vacation Land Cup is JT Dunn. It, it, losing to Ace Romero last June. It's been a mixed bag, and I'm curious to see what they can bring to the table against a hungry team who's making, again, as a team, their Limitless Wrestling debut. That's going to be an excellent contest. And Randy, good job on using the word hella to describe this match. Hadn't heard that word in a long time. Hey, sometimes you got to break it out if the situation is right, Josh. <laughs> You're damn right. Uh, there's been a lot of great rivalries in Limitless history. I think uh, you know JT Dunn has been involved in a lot of them. Ace Romero has been involved in a lot of them. Becca and Dave M, I think, might be one that, when it's all said and done, might be a top five, top three rivalry in Limitless Wrestling. Two talents uh, that have, uh, I won't say have done it all, but really have, have, have really done everything except win a title uh, in Limitless. These two are, I've been friends, and, uh, you know, there was a, a situation obviously happened at Prize Possession that we talked about where Davian tried to help her friend in their match against Brad Cashew when Brad Cashew was going to take a book and, and, and look to attack Becca. Davian came out, referee uh, Nate Speckman got uh, distracted, and, yeah, and Becca got laid out, and Brad Cashew took the victory. Becca upset afterwards, and Davian basically said, well, there's one way to settle this. Let's do it on December 10th, and that's what we're going to see. Another chapter in in this rivalry uh, goes down this uh, this Friday night with Troy. This is an interesting contest. Uh, again, Becca kind of, I think, punched her ticket in Northeast Wrestling with that big win against Davian back in the spring. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And that's what gave her so many opportunities. Her shot at the Vacation Land Cup, uh, overcoming the likes of guys like Charles Mason, who's just a monster. Um, it, it, Becca has had a meteoric rise, and Davian, I feel like maybe hasn't gotten enough credit this year. I think has put together a very good string of victories against very tough opponents, like a Charles Mason, like an Alley Catch, um, it, against the prestigious in eight-person tag team action. Um, maybe she does feel slighted, especially because she truly feels like she's trying to help. Becca, when she felt Becca might have needed it the most, something's going to come to a head when these two meet this week. I don't know what it is. Both women have been wildly impressive, but there can be only be one winner. And I have to believe that both of these ladies are at the very top of their game. So we are truly going to see who is the best when these two go at it. There's going to be no doubts left behind. That That is the whole point of this match. And I think of any of the contests that we're going to see this weekend. Uh, this is the one that's going to give you a clear-cut answer to the question that's being at, answered. You know, can Becca fend for herself? Is Davian as good as she claims to be? We'll find out on Friday. Randy, this is a, this could be the show stealer of the night. It really could. I mean, there's been so many twists and turns with Becca and Davian over the past year, and I think uh, the two tapings that we had those first two matches on, which was the 2020 Vacation Land Cup, December, I believe, of 2020, and then Fortune Favors the Bold, which I think was this past June. Uh, I think a lot of people left those tapings saying, you know, that was one of the matches of the weekend, if not the match of the weekend, and uh, just shocked a lot of people because I think it caught a lot of people off guard uh, what these two can do in the ring together because, I mean, they know each other so well at this point. That's the interesting thing is that each match you've seen them have to differentiate their style a little bit, maybe add something new to the repertoire that the other may not know. 
uh, to figure out how to get a victory. And I think that's been the most interesting part now, especially with Becca more seasoned and she's been hitting the road a lot this year at the end of it. And Davian just continuously getting better, adding more knowledge now, instilling it and probably learning more from the new students at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy where she's training now. Uh, it's just such an interesting collision at this point in their careers because uh, I think they both know so much and they're hitting at such a high level right now. It's going to be so fun to watch. Another interesting match, and say this about uh, most of the matches on the card, but this is it's a clash of styles. It's a big opportunity for Rip Bison, uh, Limitless Faithful. He is a Fan favorite, a guy who's gone against some of the best competition around, hard-hitting, different types of matches. He's uh, he's done it all, and he's taking on the former ROH world champion, uh, current ROH tag team champion, and a guy that uh, he is, he's, yeah, he's, he's a stud. He's a talent, making his Limitless debut. Matt Taven against Rip Bison, Randy. This is, uh, is going to be an interesting fight. This has got some interesting layers to it because – uh, when Rip Bison was really breaking into wrestling many years ago, Matt Taven was one of those guys around the CTC who was kind of uh, helping steer the ship and I think was kind of important to Rip Bison very early on in his wrestling endeavor. So all these years later, the reinvention of Rip Bison, who he is now, the matches he's had, uh, the miles he's put on, and, and just the knowledge that he knows now going into a matchup like this with a former Ring of Honor world champion. And Matt Taven, a guy who really cut his teeth in the state of Maine. And I know longtime Maine wrestling fans will know it back in the NWA on fire days, the pro wrestling experience days. He'd come up for IWE on occasion as well. Matt Taven, no stranger to the area, but it's been about three years since he's had a match in Maine. So it's a homecoming of sorts for Matt Taven to an area that he knows very well. First time he's competed in Yarmouth, Maine, and uh, he's got something very interesting ahead of him with Rip Bison. And I hope he's prepared for it because uh, Rip Bison uh, definitely doing his homework on Matt Taven. Yeah, and Troy, Matt, uh, Rip Bison, rather, is as unpredictable as they get. And Matt Taven has obviously seen a lot, done a lot, uh, won a lot. And he, again, he's seen a lot, done a lot. I don't know if you can really prepare for anything that is the hurricane of unpredictability that Rip Bison is. I'm a big Rip Bison fan. I think it's evident. Uh, I, I get excited when I get to commentate for old Ripper and he brings a lot to the table. Um, we saw that six person tag match at the last show. Was there a greater feat of strength than the uh, Samoan drop of all three members of art? Was there something more impressive than that on that entire show? I don't think there was. Um, I think that Matt Taven, I don't think he's done his homework. I don't think he knows that he's what he's getting into. That isn't to say that he's downplaying Rick Bison. I just don't think he really knows what he's getting himself into, if that makes any sense. Matt Taven is very well-traveled, former Ring of Honor world champion. I remember when he was, you know, just opening up the shows at Dragon Gate USA, representing top rope pro wrestling. Um, I guess the likes of like the Brandon Webbs or even the Tommaso Ciampas at the time. And it's, it's so crazy to know he's so well-traveled. Rip Bison can take a huge step in the right direction with a victory against Matt Taven. No easy feat for him. I think the only difference is, whereas Matt Taven doesn't really know what he's getting himself into, Rip Bison knows exactly what he is up against when he gets in there against Taven. Um, if there is going to be an upset, perhaps, on this card, man, I don't even know if you can call it an upset. I'm thinking that Ripper might be able to pull out a huge one 
against Taven. That's if I that's my uh, can't miss pick. If I was uh you know making if I if we were setting the betting odds, that's so, on Bison. So Troy, actually, I will tell you that the uh, the Samoan press, the Samoan drop rather, that was the uh, second most impressive thing on Prize Possession. You know what the first was? What was that? Sydney Bacabella dancing, and his pants yes, coming off. I I take it all back. That is very true. <laughs> Yeah, the kid. Hypnotic. Yeah, the uh, people's eyes have still stopped burning after uh, after seeing that scene. <laughs> Speaking of burning, I have no idea what that means in this segment, but or this segue rather. But uh, this this six way or six uh, person tag match trios match. This is this is the party match of the show, right? This is uh, our favorite team, Randy. We just talked about this last episode. How much we really enjoy. Uh, we uh, hatingly love, I guess you could say, art. Ava Everett, Aaron Rourke, and Ricky Smokes. This is a, a really fun, fun unit who I know has been a thorn in your side and social media and all that stuff. Taking on a team that Top Shelf Troy is pretty familiar with, and I guess we'll start Boy. with him. Taking on the, the Circus Ninjas, Ringleader Midas, Jay Lyon, and Nola Katano. A, 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 again, another uh, group of uh, fan favorites on the show. And Troy, uh, for uh, what advice would you give Art uh, as they prepare for the trio that is the Circus Ninjas? Well, the circus ninjas beat the shit out of me, so I'll have you all know that right away. <laughs> Let's just watch that ending of that match where I just I had nothing left to kick out, guys. If you go watch and see all 14 strikes that I got hit with, thank you, MSP, for breaking that up. Appreciate that. Ugh. Um, it, it's hard to compare. They're young, they're fast. Jay Lyon, another guy who has speed and agility beyond his size. Um, you don't know what angles Nolo Katano is coming from. Ringleader Midas, the leader of the group, holding it all together. Um, all trained by Amazing Red, Brian XL. It's a dangerous trio. Very well oiled. They come up together. They train together. Uh, Art, still relatively new as a trio. Impressive, nonetheless. But, you know, Ricky Smokes, not a great win-loss record. Aaron Rourke, um, Nothing really to show is in the way of victories. And Ava Everett has got to be on one of the worst losing streaks since Love Doug's losing streak, since my losing streak Ooh. in limitless wrestling. And, uh, like, the, the proof's in the pudding. Go look at the numbers. Numbers don't lie. Um, Ava Everett has yet to orchestrate a true victory. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rourke did get uh, the disqualification victory over Rip Bison uh, a couple of months ago. But they they have yet to put shoulders to the canvas. They've yet to get that submission. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to do it against the likes of the Circus Ninjas with what they bring to the table. I think that they can beat Art with the agility, the quickness, the striking. Um, I know how Art plays, though. Art plays dirty. They play to win. That might be the factor that will leave Art victorious if they can pick up the victory. And Randy, we saw the prize possession MSP pick in the uh, rip and drip connection, uh, picking up the win over Art. But afterward, you know, we saw in the back that uh, Ava Everett and Aaron Rourke were able to uh, rile up Ricky Smokes, give him a little bit of confidence, and he took that to a different level, busted right out, and who knows what happened after that. So even though Art's on a losing streak, they're uh, they're nothing to, to mess with. They have some dirty tricks, and I think the Circus Ninjas probably should be prepared for anything on Friday night. They definitely should. I mean, they should do their homework on art and exactly how this unit is kind of working together because uh, where they may not be a well-oiled machine just yet, they are, like you said, kind of bringing the pieces together and trying to find, I think, what ticks with each person, uh, what the positives and the negatives are. And 
how to accentuate the positives and eliminate the negatives with these these three individuals. But uh, they bring a lot to the table. Aaron Rourke is an incredibly impressive athlete. Ava Everett, the orchestrator of all this, and Ricky Smokes, another like blue chip athlete, just like Aaron Rourke, who I think is ready to break out. But like Troy said, the win the win loss record is not great for uh, really any member of art right now in limitless wrestling. Aaron Rourke did get the disqualification win against Rip Bison, but this could be a solidifier for them moving forward into the new year. But at the same time, the circus ninjas are looking to build off that momentum. Defeating, I don't, I don't think we've talked about this enough, not only defeating Troy Nelson, but MSP, one of the top teams in Limitless Wrestling. That's huge for the main event. Who, not only defeating Troy Nelson. Hey, I'm put that on, here. Put that I, on my Limitless Hall of Fame plaque 10 years from now. Not only <laughs> defeating Troy Nelson. What I'm getting at here is the main event, They you want to talk about mixed bags with people. They just have not been able to string wins together in Limitless Wrestling, and this could be the start of something. Maybe it's in a trio's fashion, but the Circus Ninjas could have something rolling here. At the end, or near the end of Prize Possession, we saw Anthony Green tell the camera that essentially that a dangerous, or a motivated Anthony Green, rather, is a dangerous one, as he lost his Limitless Wrestling world title, and the second reign was over. Talk about dangerous. He faces an unpredictable Charles Mason, uh, him coming off a victory over Big Beef. What a the win. Last, that's, that, that's huge. That's yeah. huge that he was able to knock off Beef. Yeah, at the, at the, at the last show, obviously a, a rival. And, you know, Charles Mason, as dastardly as is, he has some, probably might have some some eyes towards a potential title shot himself. And Randy, he has a, a, a very big chance at a very big opponent, a guy he could potentially leapfrog. And Anthony Green and I, you know, been watching AG as, as you have for so many years in Limitless. I can't imagine a stranger opponent he's had or maybe a more unpredictable one than Charles Mason himself. Yeah, we want to talk about change and paces. This is definitely one for Anthony Green. And I honestly think that it's a dangerous time to catch both competitors here. And I think that's what makes this very intriguing is Charles Mason. Like it almost feels like he's kind of figured himself out. He's figured out what the problems were with him. And it was at a good time, a crucial time for him as he was slipping in limitless wrestling. Like uh, the wins and losses are very important. And he was not getting the wins for a period of time for uh, most of the summer into the fall. And to have that change against big beef, that's huge because now, as he said on social media, beef wanted a rematch. He's putting beef in the rear view and he has, potentially the biggest match of his limitless career ahead of him right now against former limitless wrestling champion, just as he's lost the championship. So you can really make a name for yourself quick, defeating big beef, defeating Anthony green back to back. But I don't think the alternative wants to let that happen because uh, Anthony green, no stranger to high stakes situations, big stress situations. And this is one of them for him because he definitely needs to bounce back after the loss to Alec price here. If he wants to stay in title contention. Troy, are you familiar with uh, Conor McGregor? I have watched one of his fist fights before, yes. <laughs> so Conor McGregor, for those that uh, don't know, for whatever reason, a former UFC double champion, guy was at the top of the world. Everyone was watching him. Uh, everyone was uh, paying attention. He, he made a ton of money, a lot of fame, things like that. But after he lost those titles, just really has not come around. Multiple losses, just really hasn't been able to get the, the swagger back. And for Anthony Green, he's gotta he's gotta avoid being a Conor McGregor. You know, he's he was the man here. He has been the man here for so many years, fan favorite, and has gone through his issues with the fans as, as we've talked about with Christian Casanova back in the day, Alec Price. But now he's gonna dust it off and and get back in the fray and get in the mix. And 
Not expect to be things handed to him, but he's going to scrap his way back and earn it. And he has a chance to do that against Charles Mason, a guy that you have had your issues with in the past, running out from the commentary booth at one point. And yeah, this is a, this is a very, the win really here matters a lot for either guy. Absolutely. Um, and like I said, there's no bigger win. You know, succession of losses for Mason is almost entirely wiped out after a victory over Beef, whose last victory against was against Davy Richards. Um, I've nearly forgotten that Mason had a little bit of a losing streak going, um, and now he finds himself against a former champion right off the bat. Mason knocks off AG. Where does that put him in like regards for a title shot? Got to put him right at the top of the list, which is insane that. Things can change that quickly, just like that. Like I said, wins and losses matter, but big wins matter even more. Um, Mason finds himself, you know, maybe in the driver's seat against Anthony Green. It's hard to compare him against uh, McGregor, who hasn't been able to shake himself. This is Anthony Green's first match uh, in Limitless since losing the championship. Uh, it's just been a couple of weeks old. You know what I mean? So I don't. I think I don't want to be dismissive. Uh, I think that it's something to think about, but I I don't want to put this idea that Anthony Green's lost something. He's lost his title. And I think that that's what's going to make him better. And he's going to need to be because Mason's a weirdo. I don't care for Mason as a person. I think he's an excellent competitor. Uh, but I just think that Anthony Green, again, knows what he's getting himself into. He knows that if he wants back on the mountaintop, he needs to string together victories. Mason's his first step. It's not a stepping stone. It's his first step. Mason could be on route to a title shot with his victory with Anthony Green. I think we're going to see something even worse, even more diabolical out of Mason going into this weekend. Brad Cashew returning for his second 31 second challenge. Didn't go so well the first time. Young man, young fan uh, from uh, Westbrook, Maine, came out and was able to almost get a pin on the BU native. Big surprise because, you know, you Maine over BU. Everyone knows that, even though the guy had a North Carolina sweatshirt on. There was a lot going on there. There was a lot going on there indeed. Yeah, but he was able to uh, able to evade Brad Cashew. Obviously, Brad Cashew uh, was able to pick up the win over Becca. And Randy, these are always uh, always unpredictable. These uh, these fan challenges. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we preview this, but your thoughts going into this uh, latest thirty one second challenge. Well, I mean, it did not go well the first time, and we've we've seen a couple online of the uh, thirty one second challenge installments. Uh, one of which that. Looked like he was kicking around some young college kids or high school kids at a gymnasium. Uh, I, this dude just won't quit. Uh, he won't give it up. He, he's defeat. I'm, and I'm surprised that this is coming back because after, you know, th this Austin fellow from Westbrook, Maine was able to last the 31 seconds. I, I kind of thought Brad would, you know, put that in the rear view after defeating Becca and getting that precious win that he needed uh, over the leader of the scrunchy squad. But it's coming back. I mean, Brad Cashew's coming back. He's bringing the challenge. He's bringing a lesson, as he said online, for the fans of Yarmouth, Maine. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about that that people are going to be excited about. That's pretty much it right there. But uh, I do hope that the 31-second challenge goes awry for him once again because it was pretty comical to see until he laid him out with a book. Troy, um, anything can happen in 31 seconds, as you know better than anybody. What, uh, what could possibly – I mean – uh, what? Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're, if, if, I, again, what what do you have to say about this? This is, I mean, yeah, unpredictable uh, to say the least. Brad Cashew, for all of the brains he has, certainly says a lot of dumb things, and 
I'm curious to see what kind of trouble his mouth will get him in this 31 second challenge of his. Like, I don't, I, I'm not at a loss for words. He's a very smart man. It'd be foolish for me to say that, but I just don't, I don't know. He has a bravado to him that he hasn't fully backed up yet. He's impressive, but I just feel like I can't sit here in good conscience and sound mind say, yes, Brad Cashew knows exactly what he's doing. I cannot say, I chuckled at the thought of it. Maybe he'll prove me wrong this coming Friday night. I, I, it's not that I'm not going to say a lot on the matter. It's just that for every bit of his impressive wrestling acumen, you know, he now feels the need to prove himself in these 31 second challenges. Doesn't that in its own right just remind you all that he, in fact, lost a match? In 31 seconds? Yes. That's counterproductive. It's counterproductive, Brad. I didn't graduate from BU. I was waitlisted there. But I did not graduate from BU, and I know that. So maybe I'll take the 31-second challenge. Who knows? Maybe maybe guns a-blazing. We'll see how I feel. I don't know. We'll see. Look, guys, from experience, most uh, most guys try to forget 31-second failures. Anyway, let's go on to... More victories, baby. Depends on which way you look at it. (laughs) And Randy, finally, we round out the card. We don't know what's going to happen with who his opponent's going to be yet, but the return of Dirty Dango, the very first time he will be actually in the ring for action in Yarmouth, Maine. Obviously, he made his his surprise appearance, debut uh, at the anniversary show, and then obviously he was part of that uh, six-man tag at uh, Morgan Hill Event Center, uh, Dancing on Thin Ice. Back in October, that uh, top shelf just referred to, but he's going to be in the ring in action for the very first time, and something that we mentioned last week. People have been waiting to see like for years. Yeah, and it's it's been a while since he's been in his home area of the Portland area, but uh, twelve miles down the road in Yarmouth, the first time in the ring in Yarmouth for Limitless Wrestling, and uh, looking forward to it. It's awesome to have Dangle around somewhat frequently and. People, especially in this area, our Southern Maine fans have been waiting for this for quite some time. So I'm happy that this is the show we're going to be able to bring it to them. It's going to be something fun. Mm, Interesting stuff. So that rounds out the card. Uh, I don't know what more we can say about this, but obviously get your tickets now. If you haven't, don't wait that night. Bring your cash. Bring your – I I assume most of these guys are going to be having uh, the the gimmick table, stuff to sell, and all those things, right? Of course, yeah. If they're at the tables or on the ring – uh, you'll be able to talk to a lot of your favorite wrestlers on the card and maybe get a picture with them, an 8x10, a T-shirt. Definitely support if you can, but uh, most everyone's out there to say hello. And let me ask, ask a potentially dumb question, but uh, that's all I do ask sometimes. Is Cash obviously king when it comes to those things? And, and do people you know, sometimes assume that maybe wrestlers have Venmo or something like that? But what, what is... What, what does that kind of look like if somebody actually has been thinking about, oh, I want to go up and do that, but I don't, you know, I don't know how to do it. You know what I mean? I think cash, especially for wrestlers, that's always the easiest way because uh, I know from experience, not every wrestler has like a, uh, one of those card swipers for maybe a square or uh, a PayPal or uh, Apple pay or anything like that. So I think cash is always easiest. Uh, I will say though, for the Yarmouth Ambets, there is an ATM located in the venue. So if you ever did have uh, an issue like that, you'd go to the bar and ask where the ATM is. They could guide you there, or uh, one of our team members could guide you there as well. But there's an ATM located downstairs that's available for use. 
but I think cash does always uh, work best because I do know that uh, not everyone there who's going to have something to sell will have the opportunity to either take a PayPal or a Venmo or uh, using a card swiper. Troy, you take all forms of payment at all times, correct? I, I'll take cash. I'll take a PayPal. I'll take a Venmo. Um, I always thought about getting the card swiper. But, um, yeah, I've, I, 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 I don't really tend to bring out the merch unless I'm uh, wrestling that night. But if you come swing by, I usually have some 8x10s readily available if people want a little uh, signed 8x10 action, of course. As most handsome fellas do. Oh, thank you so much. And, Randy, I'm looking forward to J.D. Drake uh, staying through the intermission, extending it by about, what, eight minutes or so, give or take, and, and giving you shit as he always does? Yeah, I think this time he's probably just going to take Rich's microphone and not give it back until he's ready to go. So uh, I fully expect something like that from J.D. But uh, intermission will be on J.D.'s time this Friday, folks. Exactly. Another reason to buy tickets, buy them early and often. Speaking of that, Randy, we'll kick it over to you for Restival updates. So Restival obviously is being put on by Beyond Wrestling. And we've talked about this January 1st at the White Eagle Hall in Worcester, Massachusetts. And why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about this and, and from there? Yeah, Limitless Wrestling coming to Worcester, Massachusetts, our first time ever in Massachusetts, January 1st, New Year's Day. Going to be a 9 p.m. show. Tickets are on sale now. Shop IWTV.com. If you can't make it to this event, this is going to stream live on IWTV. But I highly suggest if you're ready for a weekend of wrestling, uh, it's going to be awesome at the White Eagle. It's going to be Beyond Wrestling. Uh, I think on Thursday is going to be Uncharted Territory. On Friday, Heavy Lies the Crown, one of their biggest events of the year. You're also going to see shows from Blitzkrieg Pro, from Action Wrestling, SUP. H2O is on the same day as we are on the Saturday. And then, of course, we're closing it out Saturday night, 9 p.m. We announced the main event earlier today as we record. Alec Price defending Limitless Wrestling World Championship against the blue-collar badass J.D. Drake. And if you look back over the years, 2019, Alec Price, one of the breakout matches for him in Limitless Wrestling was against J.D. Drake. And J.D. is hungry. He's wanted the gold and probably would be the champion if not for outside interference. We've talked about that ad nauseum on this podcast. But J.D. now against the new champion going one-on-one for the championship. And uh, we've made quite a few announcements over the past few days. Ashley Vox, Kevin Blackwood, MSP. Uh, We'll break it on this podcast as well. Ace Romero coming to Worcester as well. Rip Bison, that was announced today as well. Ava Everett from Art. Uh, We're bringing the whole gang down to Worcester for this one. It's going to be a very fun time. Troy, that's uh... too. I'm commentating, guys. I'm in the commentary first show of the year on the first. So all I have to do is do 364 more shows, one a day, and I'll have had a perfect year. That's it. Amazing. Do you think you can do it? The voice going to hold up? I voice would, of course, hold up. I just don't think there's not enough Tuesday matinee wrestling shows at the moment. (laughs) Just what the world needs more more wrestling every every bit of the day, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome, uh, awesome show. We'll talk about more, more about that as we approach. But yeah, big weekend coming up. The last show of the year, Randy. And again, we chatted about this a lot. And we'll we'll talk more uh, in the next episode, kind of the, about the the year that was and you know shows beyond whatever. But this is a, uh, I say congratulations. Obviously, we're not at the show yet, but congratulations on surviving this year. I'm going to say it again, but congratulations, man. This is a, uh, this is good, and this is a great show. That it's, it's going to end the year. You always bring surprises, great in-ring action, fun atmosphere, 
yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Friday being back in the building. Yeah, it's been a huge team effort to really push through this year and make it happen. I mean, from uh, the dedication that our wrestlers and staff had throughout the closed taping era, Limitless Wrestling, to the support that we've received, which has been uh, never-ending seemingly locally from Yarmouth to Herman and back again. And uh, just awesome to see because uh, you, we really didn't know what to expect when coming back to live events. And you have to, you know, hope that the goodwill has uh, stuck with people and that people are, you know, continuously interested in supporting your product. And we've received that love and support uh, for years now, and especially since we've come back. So it's a huge thank you to uh, all the people who are supporting this and come out to live events buy the merch online, stream the shows, watch it on YouTube. However you support, uh, you keep the wheels moving to this. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to close out the year this Friday in Yarmouth. And obviously a good point to bring up uh, that if you're not subscribed to independentwrestling.tv, do so now with the code Limitless. You can watch over well over 100 hours of Limitless Wrestling plus any wrestling from all over the world. You're going to be able to watch Prize Possession in all its glory. I checked it. Obviously, we talked uh, last week. Smooth experience. There's all types of other shows. I'm making my way through uh, season two of The Road, which is a lot of fun, as I mentioned at the top. And yeah, it's uh, it's great stuff. So check them out, independentwrestling.tv. Also on social media, you can follow uh, Limitless on Twitter, LWMain, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, and also YouTube, of course. Tons of videos on there. Th- I mean, thousands and thousands of matches, it seems like. Uh, almost a million subscribers, 350 million views. Unbelievable stuff there. You can follow Randy on Twitter, Randy underscore Carver LW. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Nason, J-O-S-H-N-A-S-O-N. And Top Shelf Troy, correct? Uh, at Top Shelf Troy on Twitter, absolutely. What, what do you have to plug? Shows? Uh, it, 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 like, t- tell us about you. What, what do you have to plug? Oh, goodness. Uh, Limitless Wrestling. Very light month. I had both my matches canceled for the month of November, unfortunately. Uh, both shows being canceled. Um Hopefully, we'll start the year off right, definitely with commentary. Um, Let's Wrestle's coming back in February, guys. You never know. Um, I'm, I'm pulling. You know, you know, you might not, you might see me at the Herman uh, Event Center there. You know, you never know. But, but that's that's what I got to plug. I got to plug this weekend's Limitless Wrestling show. That's what I got right now. Absolutely. And if you guys like John Alba, you're going to hear him on my podcast I do for WrestlingObserver.com. I'm doing a year in review series. And we go month by month to kind of review this insane year that it was in, in pro wrestling. We're doing April. Uh, it'll come out uh, this week as well with John Alba. He and I talked for an hour just about everything that happened in the month of April. And I threw in a little dig at him about Limitless Wrestling. He played it cool. And, I, you know, he's, uh, he's I don't know, Randy, he's, uh, he's, he's eerily confident. And I'm not yeah, really don't, sure. Don't even tell me that he's a changed guy. Don't no. Don't go down that road. No, uh, it's more, uh, I want to say Charles Mason-esque, but there's there's something up his sleeve. I'm just going to say that, that, you know, you never know. So, you know, just just be cautious, you know, just be cautious with uh, with this guy. Oh, I'm always looking out for John Alba, trust me. <laughs> all right, and we'll be looking forward to seeing all of you Friday night, Limitless Wrestling, December, Friday, December 10th, not Saturday. Don't show up on Saturday. It's going to be like bingo or old guys drinking or something like that. So yeah, show up on Friday night, buy your tickets ahead of time. And until next time, support your local indie. I forgot my catchphrase. Support your local indie, including Limitless.